You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. We're joined on Sports Talk now by the Honourable Grant Robertson, Minister for Sport and Recreation, New Zealand signalling interest in hosting the 2034 Commonwealth Games. Uh, good evening, Grant. I trust you well. Cheers, Darcy. Yeah, very well, thank you. Right, so where do we start with this? Uh, the government is welcoming interest. How long does it go? What are we looking for here? Where do we start? Yeah, so we are at the beginning of the process here. So the Commonwealth Games Federation have changed the way that they do the bidding process for for the event. Um, it begins with an initial interest uh, uh, allocation. So we, we've said, yep, we, we've got an interest in hosting 2034. They'll then come back to us and talk about some of the parameters of what they're expecting. We'll go away and work out the costs and the benefits and just how we would do it. And then I hope that we will come out of that saying, yes, this is something we want to actually purposefully ask to host. But a little bit of water to go under the bridge before we get to a formal bid. But I think an exciting day to be able to acknowledge that we might be able to host the Commonwealth Games for the first time since 1990. Why are you keen? A big thing changed for me was when I went to Birmingham last year and I saw an event that I thought, you know what, this could be amazing for, for New Zealand and and one that I think's got some real life, you know, um, I guess over the years people have perhaps thought, you know, has the Commonwealth Games still got a place? And I think Birmingham showed us it really did. It was competitive. It was exciting for New Zealand. There were new sports. And, and I think it's a it's the sized event that New Zealand can manage. You know, it's still big. We're talking, you know, the best part of 10,000 athletes and officials and coaches and so on. So it's a big event. It's got a lot of potential economic spin-offs, and it's one where New Zealand does well. So, you know, all of those things put together um, point to me to an event that we should be interested in. So predominantly, what do we stand to gain here? You mentioned putting New Zealand's name on the world stage. Yes, that important. Uh, but how does that count as being a positive? Is this dollars and cents? Is, what, what does it actually look toward? Yeah, and that's obviously the exercise we now do is we do need to make it stack up financially, and it can. Um, one of the reasons it's more likely to do that now than in the recent past is that the Commonwealth Games Federation have changed their view on whether an event needs to be held in one city. And having changed that, the 2026 Games are going to be in regional Victoria and Australia held in three different uh, locations. If you think about that, uh, having a New Zealand-wide Games, we don't need to build many new facilities. Um, we've got basically what we need for games across the country, but not in one city. That means it starts to be a bit more affordable, still expensive, uh, but then the cost benefit starts to show off the tourists who'll come, um, the attraction that it'll put on New Zealand. So it's got to stack up um, economically, and that's the work that we'll do now. What about public buy-on? Plainly, that's very important from a political standpoint. We're joined by Honourable Grant Robertson, Minister for Sport and Recreation. How important is that for you, that New Zealand actually want this event to happen? Yeah, very important. And I think by taking it away from a one-city model, we've got a real opportunity for people right across New Zealand to be part of it and get in behind it. You know, And I absolutely loved the Women's Rugby World Cup, but one of the things I heard from people was, you know, it was only in Auckland and Whangarei, and wouldn't it have been great to have had it across the country? This will give us the chance with with the model that you know that is now open to us to have the whole of the New Zealand feeling part of this and getting that buy-in. Um, it should be noted too, Darcy, that um, given you know when this is likely to be, we have consulted with the National Party with Michael Woodhouse, who's the National Party sports uh, spokesperson, to make sure that this initial expression of interest is something that they support too because we need political buy-in across the spectrum as well as public buy-in.
And this is something I'm always fascinated by, uh, the reds and the blues actually working together. I'm presuming you've got the greens and everyone else involved too. Everyone wants the, they want the same thing, don't they, in essence, right across the house? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and bear in mind that what we're saying here is basically let's have a good look at this. Let's see if we want to turn it into a formal bid. So I won't speak for any other political parties on anything further than what we're doing today, which is saying, you know, after a very long time between drinks, New Zealanders putting its hand up and saying, we want to look at hosting this. We think we can do it. We think there's an interesting new model, but let's go away and do all of the sums, work out what a formal bid looks like, and then make that decision when we've got that information. What's your timeline, and how much is this going to cost, Grant? <laughs> um, that's a big question, the latter of those. Um, when we had a look at this in 2018, when we were looking at a one-city model and we decided not to do it, it was in the high hundreds of millions um, that it would cost. Um, this should be less than that, given that we don't have to build too many new facilities. But you do have to think about security, transport, accommodation. There's a big bill, but as we were just discussing, there's also a big payoff. A lot of people come to New Zealand big tourism dollar spend, you know, big economic development impact and flow on. So, you know, it needs to be able to show that, yes, we might have to outlay some money, but we'll get that back um, in terms of the economic benefit and the tax and take and all of that. In terms of the timeline, that's a bit in the hands of the Commonwealth Games Federation and the New Zealand Olympic Committee. But over the next few months, um, we'll be working that through and um, they'll outline, the Commonwealth Games Federation will outline the, the process. It's a bit different than the old days. There's unlikely to be a lot of countries bidding to do this um, you know there might be one or two or three that have got interest um, so it's not that we're necessarily right into a big competitive thing but they'll out, the Commonwealth Games Federation will let us know the, the full timetable over the coming months. 2034 Grant Robertson is the Commonwealth still going to be relevant? Are the Games still going to be relevant? I guess that was the question I had in my own mind when I went to Birmingham and I came away from that really believing that it does have a place. Um you know, bear in mind that the Commonwealth itself is now, you know, an extremely diverse group of countries. Some of them have, you know, King as the head of state. Some of them don't. Some of them have joined the Commonwealth more latterly after, you know, in more recent years without necessarily the association with the with the UK. And so I think it's still got its place. Um, and as I say, I think it's an event that when you put the right effort into it, the right sports get the timing right, it's a, it's a good, still a really good part of the sporting calendar. And, you know, New Zealand's never going to be able to host the Olympics. We're just not big enough. But this is the size scale event, which I think is exciting, potentially got good economic spin-offs, and, and that New Zealand can actually get its head around hosting. And so for you, it's very important, though, that it encompasses the entire motu. It can't just be focused on the, on the main centres. Like everyone's got to be involved right up and down both islands. That would be my hope. Now, clearly, you're going to, you know, you're likely to have a number of events in, in Auckland, in our largest city. That would simply make sense because of where some of the larger venues are. But, yeah, my real hope is that we would find ways of ensuring that people right across New Zealand got to be involved and it's pretty clear when you look at where some things are things like some of our velodromes and things like that that there's real opportunity to do that um, equally you know if you had a sport like I don't know bowls or something you know there are plenty of places in New Zealand where you could host that uh, then there's the opportunity to bring in new sports and that's one of the things the Commonwealth Games Federation 
is really keen on is saying, well, what are the new sports? You know, and I don't know in New Zealand what they might be. Could it be could it be surfing? Could it be waka ama? You know, what is it that we do to showcase who we are? Again, that gives you the opportunity to spread things out around the country. So certainly one of the reasons I'm more enthusiastic about this now than I have been in the past is the chance for people right across the Mutu to be involved. And when we look at major legacy, we look back at the QE2 Stadium uh, way back in the early 70s in Christchurch and how well that left the the city of Christchurch. Is there one major construction point that you can see being inevitable, something we simply don't have that we might need to invest in? Yeah, that's probably getting a little bit ahead of myself there. There are a couple of areas where we... You know, we've got good facilities, but it would it'd be interesting to see what we could develop. I guess what I'd point to is what we've done with the FIFA Women's World Cup, where the government's put in the best part of $20 million to upgrade a number of, of um, training facilities and playing grounds to make sure that they're at that world-class standard. That's what a big event like this means. And, you know, there's there's everything from the Birkenhead Soccer Club to Eden Park, where you'll see the benefit of that for FIFA, the FIFA tournament. I can imagine similar things for the Commonwealth Games. Honourable Grant Robertson, Minister for Sport and Recreation, we thank you very much for your time and appearance on the programme. Cheers, Darcy. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.